0: you're listening to once once upon a time podcast episode 130 Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And joining us as a special guest for this episode, you know her as Rumple's Girl. Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us for Once podcast. Hi. And we really appreciate what you do in the forums and how you help keep the conversation going. And you pretty much live there.
1: <laughs> I, I, I do. I don't actually leave. <laughs> um, yeah, there have been many days where I I haven't actually left. I stay there 24 hours a day.
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and you do a great job of helping moderate the forums and keeping the communication going. And the reason why we brought Jacqueline on this episode with us is because she lives in the forums. She's really in touch with all the conversation that's going on in the forums. And so she is a great guest to bring in as we try to include more of your discussions, your feedback, your thoughts, as we talk about this TV show, Once Upon a Time, which is currently on hiatus, coming back in March.
2: It just occurred to me we should call them the Enchanted Forums. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh,
1: I like that. That's
0: good. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Well, the first thing that... I realized that looking back at the episodes and our mid-season finale that we got with Storybrooke being wiped out, erased, whatever term we want to use here, it's kind of a fulfillment of what I was talking about back in season two. Remember how at the end of season two, it looked like Storybrook might be destroyed? Yeah. I'd said back then, I hope it is destroyed. Not because of I want Storybrook destroyed, but because of what it would do for the story. Right. And how it would change the characters, change the storytelling, get them out of this place that we've known and into a new place that we'll get to know. And I wanted that to happen back in season two. And it turned out that the scary vines did not destroy Storybrook completely.
2: Right. But it's now, the Jumanji
0: <laughs> effect. <laughs> but now, Storybrooke is gone. So. Jeremy and Jacqueline, what do you guys think that this will do for the storyline? Where are we going to see stories? And do you think we're going to see Storybrooke anymore?
2: Well, first off, I want to make very clear to everyone listening that we do this podcast, if you don't already know, without spoilers, on purpose. Yes. We don't let our discussion be informed by... Anything people know about production, production shots, locations, actors, any of that. We just go by the story as it has been presented so far. So if you are somebody who lives in in Once Upon a Time news, you know everything, and you're listening to us, and you're going, how can you say whatever? Because whatever, I hear it in the news we, purposely. We don't hear that stuff, and if we do happen to hear something we cut it out of our discussion so just based on the story just wanted to get that out of the way
0: at least jeremy and i are like that i know that um jacqueline will read and listen and watch spoilers but
2: and that's fine if that's how you enjoy the show totally fine but for those who choose not to because there are things you can't unhear so we don't say them here
0: (laughs) yeah so so with that set out then jeremy your non-spoiler affected opinion of what might be happening and how the story might progress
1: hmm.
2: well it certainly seems they they spent a lot of time telling us storybrook would be gone so i would expect it to be um as far as how it will progress think i've said before that i definitely hope they don't spend a lot of time with people in certain worlds trying to get to other certain worlds Mm -hmm. because that's just strange i think that my predictions kind of like my prediction list i still think we'll see henry's book just appear in emma's closet the way snow said it did for her mary margaret at the time uh i think we'll see flashbacks kind Mm -hmm. of to the previous year that apparently has passed
0: so you think we will see storybook still but not in the present
2: no um just the the year that emma has spent with henry how they ended up getting to new york apparently and also what has happened that hook that hook was even able to show up what's he talking about what's this trouble they could fill us in through dialogue, I suppose, but I think they'll show us at least some flashbacks.
0: Okay. Yeah, I could see them doing something like that, too. I hadn't really thought about that. I was thinking, okay, Storybrooke is gone great. We're never seeing Storybrooke ever again. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think well, of the fra- flashback perspective. Well, these
2: flashbacks I'm talking about would have happened even since Storybrooke ended, since the curse right. happened, was broken, whatever you want to call that.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: So just the lost year.
2: Yes. Although I'm sure there'll probably sometime be other flashbacks. Yeah. As well. I can well,
1: see I that. actually think we're gonna see Storybrooke again uh, in the present. Oh. I think it's I think it's really integral to the show as a whole because it's where we started. It's sort of like coming home. So I do agree I don't, with that. I don't think we're gonna stay away from Storybrooke for too long. I can see us going a couple episodes without it but I do think eventually we're going to get back
2: there. The interesting thing is I might have said at one time that for the plot to have integrity, they would have to take Storybrooke away because they said that was what was going to happen. But I also questioned how quickly they arrived at all these conclusions that they weren't very informed upon. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Well, as things started to unfold, they all started to say, well, what happens if, pan enacts the curse and what happens if this happens and they just were like well because of this one thing then this other thing will happen and they did that repeatedly they predicted the effects of various curse casting and curse breaking and all this stuff and it was sort of like where are you getting this information so it would almost be funny to have them go huh didn't expect that guess we were wrong
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like both of the suggestions that you guys have had. Although I wonder about going back to Storybrooke. Regina said it won't be as if Storybrooke never existed. And we saw that what happened was that the even the town line that was painted was removed. Yeah. Right. But we never saw what actually happened to Storybrook, like the buildings and such. So I don't know if it's something that, if there's anything to go back to. Like, Jacqueline, when you say go back to Storybrook, are you thinking like with all the buildings, all the shops, everything's still there, or going back to that location?
1: No, I think somehow Storybrook, the buildings, the library, everything will somehow come back. Hmm. I have no idea how. <laughs> but I feel as though the writers kind of know they can't take us out of Storybrooke for too long because it's too familiar.
0: Unless this is part of their overall story arc, maybe they now have in mind this is going to be a four-season or a five-season series, and maybe they haven't shared that information with us. So maybe they have mm-hmm. in mind... That's what's going to happen. And their goal is to get everyone back to Enchanted Forest and never revisit Storybook. And this halfway through, then uh, two and a half seasons through, is their way of then moving back toward that goal.
1: Hmm. Yeah, possible. I could see that.
0: They have said they know how they want to end the series, which is always mm-hmm. comforting. Yes. Yes. And and just to clarify, some people thought that they meant they're going to end it like Lost ended, but the way that they said it is, like with Lost, how they knew that they wanted, how they wanted to end Lost, they also know how they want to end right. once yeah, upon not, a time. Well,
2: hey, they want to end it just like Lost. Yeah,
0: not that there's <laughs> going to be some kind of... Odd thing. Yes, I, I won't give away the ending of Lost, but it was odd. It, pretty much everyone says, "Huh?"
2: <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's not that I don't want to see Storybrooke because I I do, and I think that would be fun. But there is a big part of me that has come to appreciate sad parts and losses in stories that I'm watching or reading or whatever, because. You know, that's <laughs> making you feel something is kind of part of a good story, number one. And number two, if, especially in its uh, TV series, if every time so- the stakes are high, it ends up being clear that the writers really aren't willing to sacrifice whatever was at stake, mm. then the stakes never feel high. You have to give something up if you're going to actually keep dramatic tension.
0: Okay. So giving something up, <laughs> that leads me to the big question from the mid season finale. And I know our forums are pretty active about this, uh, all over the place, but Rumple,
1: Yeah.
0: Is he still alive?
1: Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I go by the name Rumple's girl. I'm never going to believe he's dead. I mean, <laughs>
2: Yeah, The more you you think about that scene, the more it's like, okay, it was completely strange. Don't know how he even figured out that he needed to do what he did, and they just sort of disappeared. No body often means no death.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what we've been saying over at the forums. It's something we just post all the time. No body, no death. (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) What's the general attitude in the forums from everyone else chatting? Pretty much saying that?
1: Yeah, everyone believes that he's going to come back, that he's not really dead. Most people think that he's been transported to another land or another realm. Hmm. There's a lot of speculation that maybe he went to Oz and is uh, the wizard. Because if you think about how the wizard works, he's an ordinary man who doesn't actually have magic, but convinces everyone that he does. And if anyone could do that, it would be Rumble.
0: Oh, True.
1: Um, There are some other theories like that he actually went to the netherworld, like where Prince Philip went when the Wraith took him. Um, And that if our main cast ever meet Aurora again, Aurora can tell Belle how to get Rumble back. Since Aurora and Mulan got Philip back.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, which is a story that... I'm surprised they haven't really shown us. They just mm-hmm. imply that it happened. They didn't even really say anything about it. Like, Oh, we got him back. Right.
2: It's the fact that they didn't explain it. That makes me think we'll see it sometime. Yeah. Because I otherwise I would think maybe it just wasn't a very popular story with the fans. Cause you know, I was pretty <laughs> unapologetic in saying that I didn't really care to see that story. I wouldn't. I would have been okay with a summary. It's like, oh, cool, Philip's back. I'm fine with that. Let's move on. But you know, it could be interesting, especially if told in like one episode. Because I'm not sure there's that much to it. I could be wrong, though.
1: No, I, I think you're right. I think it it needs to be explained at least a quick little exposition from Aurora. This is how we did it.
0: Yeah. And if the theory, Jacqueline, that you shared that rumple went to that same same world if that is true that could be a good episode to tie that in is that we see like a flashback of philip in that world in getting out and then we see present day with rumple in that world trying to get out or getting out as well
1: yeah and most people think that it will be bell and maybe neil who rescue him for sure bell everyone says it's bell
0: yeah, it's it's gotta be the the <laughs> reunion re, re, re reunion or yeah re re reunion. Re, re.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they they should start saying, "I will always find you." I was just
2: gonna say it's <laughs> trying to be a theme, but will they always lose each other too?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I if they did truly kill off Rumpel, if. I know. Big if. And I know a lot of people really don't want that to happen, present company and present person speaking included. (laughs) But if they did, I would respect them for that because it takes a lot of guts to kill off a major character Mm -hmm. in the middle of a season. Yeah. Sure, shows will do it at the end of seasons. Because they don't renew the contract. The actor decides to move on to something else. They don't like the show anymore. Anything like that can happen. And so at the end of a season is a typical time that you would kill off some important character or explain that, oh, they, they moved away. Or they went on a long trip to the Middle East, and we only have these couple <laughs> voicemails from them. Uh, Adventures and Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> but stuff like that happens. But when they do this in the middle of the season, and they were planning this. I really believe they knew exactly where they were going to go with the season from the beginning of the season. So they knew this was something they wanted to do. I think they have a plan. This isn't just some, if you want to use the phrase, jumping the shark technique to get people interested in talking. I think they have a plan for this. And if it was truly to kill off Rumple completely, I can respect that. Although I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well,
1: I think they've had it planned for longer than that actually, because one of the other things that people theorize a lot about is, was this his undoing, Um, which first came up back in episode 14 of season two, Manhattan. So I think they've been planning this big undoing since then.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: So either he really did die and he was right about what the prophecy meant or the undoing is this big sacrifice and he's going to come back powerless
2: Hmm. yeah something will have to be different you don't just use the dagger and have
0: nothing happen at all (laughs) well it it could be a closure for it because we have even talked about what would happen if the person with the power of the dagger uses the dagger to kill themselves would that destroy the dagger too because we knew that if you, you whoever uses the dagger to kill the dark one becomes the new dark one. But what if it turned in on itself? Like, what if you blend a Blend Tech blender with a Blend Tech blender? Will it blend or the whole universe will improve on itself? It's that kind of thing. Yes.
2: And it's so, exactly
0: that. What? So, if, if nothing else, I think from here on out, Rumple is no longer the dark one.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I think he's going to be totally the Rumple we met in the flashback of Desperate Souls.
0: Yeah.
2: And in a way, the Rumple that we've kind of known more recently anyway, because Dark One is not his defining characteristic, sort of in Storybrooke, well, especially pre-Curse Breakage and pre-Return of Magic. Pre-Emma. Yes. pre. Well, we didn't really Kinda. know him pre-Emma much, yeah. but the whole time while Emma was there... He was just sort of him, you know, different. But then since then, yeah, he's had magic, but he hasn't looked like the Dark One. He hasn't acted like the Dark One. He's been sort of trying to redeem himself.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say, though, he has redeemed himself by now. Well, yeah, he has He had a full apology I mean, with a, a captivated audience there. Literally. <laughs> <A captive. laughs> like, and... <laughs> yes. and he sacrificed himself, made the biggest sacrifice. Yeah. So I count him as redeemed by his actions, by his attitude. And so I don't think we'll see like uh, Mr. Gold again with the manipulative personality, but no magic. I don't think we'll see the coward either of the former Rumpelstiltskin, the father, the coward father. I think we'll see if we see him. I think that we'll see a Rumpelstiltskin who is, for one thing, uh, feeling blessed to still have life when he expected that he would be dead, Yeah mm-hmm. and grateful a bit more, and maybe more interested in helping others and not so much saving himself. Hmm. Interesting.
2: True. He'll still... Have people to protect and rescue, and he'll have to figure out a way to do that without magic.
1: So, that's- yeah, I think that's Rumple. If he comes back, his big arc for the second half of the season is he has to learn how to not have magic anymore and how that defines him as a man because magic is his crutch.
0: In our chat room, Obi's girl said Rumple 3.0, but I think we'd be on to Rumple Five point or six point yeah
1: he has so many iterations of himself yeah. at this point so.
0: And maybe that's part of maybe
2: that was foreshadowing when he when he left his cane behind and said he didn't need it anymore.
1: Because mm. yeah.
2: he compared magic to that particular thing. He called it a crutch, but I think he was it was his cane, wasn't it?
0: And what yeah, and he also said in an episode which we'd heard outside of the Series that the writers had said this, but they finally said it in the episode that the cane reminded him of the man that he once was mm-hmm. and no longer is. Right. Yeah. A side character, though, that's come up with this in the last episode here of the mid season finale the Black Fairy. We've heard before of an evil fairy. We know that Maleficent is one bad fairy. There's also this other evil fairy (laughs) that you might remember in the episode Snow Falls.
2: If she had Mm -hmm. come to Storybrooke not as a dragon and she had a vanity license plate, (laughs) it would have been like the number one and then bad and then like F-R-Y for fairy.
0: (laughs) But the interesting thing about Maleficent as a fairy is all of the characters that we've seen or the... Let me back up. Fairies have always had to use their wands. As as far as I can remember, I'm thinking there could have maybe been some things here and there with Nova or Astrid, who didn't have to use her wand, but I'm thinking Blue Fairy used her wand. Mm. Rumpel wanted a fairy's wand in order to do things with magic. And uh, Regina, though, didn't need a wand to use magic. Cora didn't need a wand. right? But rumple wanted the wand to have even more power
2: yeah it seems like it gives him a boost of some kind
0: but we've never seen maleficent use a wand the time that she used magic that we've seen her use magic was when she was fighting regina back in the episode the second episode the thing you love most and she used that magic either with her staff or with her hands but there was no wand involved so either she's the black fairy and her wand was taken from her a long time ago because after all blue fairy did say that she took away the wand but i don't think maleficent is the black fairy because blue fairy also seemed to indicate that the black fairy was banished in some way
1: yes that was the story
0: so what are they saying in the forms about the black fairy
1: Well, there are quite a number of people that do believe it's Maleficent. But I'm kind of with you. I don't think it is just because of the banishment thing. Um, There are a lot of people that do think it's the evil fairy from the season one who gave Snow the magic dust, Mm -hmm. because that still hasn't been explained. But one of my favorite theories is from Swanning Off, and she kind of hypothesized that the blue fairy is the black fairy, and it's, this is her alter ego.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Now, I am a big supporter of Sneaky Fairy as Sneaky. I totally believe that the Blue Fairy <laughs> is, like, the ultimate evil.
2: It's <laughs> <That's> so unfair.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of why I like it. Um, because, you know, Blue Fairy just magically had that wand on her. It wasn't even like, oh, let me go back to my office and get it. She just pulls it out from nowhere.
2: Well, everybody does that. <laughs> and by everybody, I just mean Rumple and Regina, really.
1: <laughs> but we actually have screenshots of Blue, Tink, and the Black Fairy's wand. And they're all identical apart from color. Hmm. But the wand that Robin Hood stole in Lacey and then the wand that Cinderella's fairy godmother used back in uh, Price of Gold, they're different
2: interesting
0: yeah although we have seen the wand that mr gold or rumple took from cinderella's fairy in the price of gold we have seen him use that one in storybook yeah. that's that's like his favorite wand that he's used at several times but there are many wands we've seen even rumple has a collection of wands
1: i just think it's very suspicious that our cast shows up to the blue Fairy's funeral. She hears what they have to say, and she just automatically gives them the Black Fairy's wand. You know, it, she's just so sneaky to me. She's, <laughs> she's totally plotting something.
0: Well, do you think she had anything to do with Henry's book, though?
1: Oh, yeah, she wrote it. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind she wrote that book.
0: So is she just sneaky enough that she wrote the book in order to break the curse, bring all the good people together? And the, I mean, what's, what's the end here to all of this? Why would she write the book? What's her ultimate evil plan if she is the sneaky fairy?
1: <laughs> I think her ultimate evil plan was to get rid of the Dark One's curse. Because my own headcanon is that she's the one who created it. Hmm. And there are a lot of theories about the Blue Fairy having created... The Dark One's curse. It's a, it's a pretty popular theory over at the forum.
0: Uh, one theory that I can't remember if I saw this in a feedback somewhere or somewhere in the forum, but uh, is that maybe the Dark One was offspring from Blue Fairy. Because Blue Fairy, remember, was very negative against letting Astrid fall in love.
1: Yeah, she's so anti-love.
0: What if <laughs> she was once in love, had a child... That child was the original dark one.
1: That's an interesting one.
0: And, you know, storylines like that have been used before, um, depending on certain biblical interpretations. There's uh, that idea with the Nephilim in the Bible. There's also uh, stories like, uh, even it's somewhat in Star Wars a little bit. (laughs) Uh, There are similar stories uh, where... like um it's uh what's that Sherlock Holmes is that this child was conceived and the child is the most evil child ever and he's now this villain in one of the new Sherlock Holmes movies but it's a it's a commonly used story element where someone accidentally basically creates the most evil person out there
1: well that's sort of what i think happened except i don't think it's her child i think that the blue fairy fell in love with a mortal man. It was her one true love. And when she realized that someday he would die, but she wouldn't, she enchanted a dagger that would keep him immortal. But the price of magic was that it turned him completely evil. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the dark one's curse was created.
0: Interesting. I like that.
2: It might be simpler to some degree. If if any if I believe any of this. <laughs> oh, do well, unless there's something I'm forgetting, do we know anything about Rumple's mother? Nope. We don't know anything about Rumple's mother. No. So maybe not original Dark One might just be his mother.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean, I think he wouldn't remember that. I don't know. That would be that would make it all really sort of yet more once upon a time ish and poetic in a sense that he can't stand fairies and in particular her and she's his mother. And she knows that this whole time, or maybe she doesn't if she, you know, got away from his father when (laughs) he was young or something. I don't know.
0: Although that theory, but
2: then she'd have to have abandoned him. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, and a problem I have with that is there has been no mention of Rumpel's mother, except like tiny, 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 tiny passing, maybe mentioned. Clearly, she exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well, but if I, I don't think that would be a character that we'd suddenly discover has this big connection if they haven't hinted in any way. To this his is mother.
2: ringing so many bells, and those bells have to do with what I said about Rumpel's father.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then they did talk a a lot about Rumpel's father. They first just said something about he was a coward. But then...
2: Yeah, but I was like, ah, he's been too minor of a character to be anyone significant.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He turns out to be Peter Pan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I thought Rumpel's father was the one that was in the cage. But it turned out to be Wendy.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was very shocked that Peter Pan turned out to be Rumpel's father. I was on what we were calling Team Brothers for a very, very long time. And so it, that was quite shocking. Team Brothers. Yeah, we name all our theories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was something I was thinking too, that they were brothers. But that maybe I mean, we we, yeah, discussed all of this before and we now know what the actual truth was. Which I like that it was something that didn't seem as obvious to us. I'd say the brother theory seemed a bit more obvious than mm-hmm. the father theory that ended up being real. So let's jump back to uh, think about Emma and what what's going on now. So this curse gave Emma false memories. This new curse mm-hmm. gave her false memories, but good memories of a happy life of she and Henry together. And i i wonder how much of that changed maybe she doesn't even she wasn't even a bail bonds person
2: see that's what i'm trying to figure out too is it would it be that she is very similar to herself her real self with small alterations in which case she probably is a bail bonds person Mm -hmm. or is it something completely different and if different what suits her better
1: I think she is. I think she's still a bail bonds person because even though her memories are that she kept Henry, she still had those 18 years as an orphan. And so I think that mentality that she needs to find people is still deep inside of her. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think that went away. Hmm. So I think she's still a bail bonds person.
0: Oh, and I've got to bring this out in the podcast because... I don't know how many emails I've received and website comments we've gotten on this, but I know in our last episode of the podcast, I mentioned that Emma was wearing something on her wrist that was kind of covering (laughs) up her tattoo. And I'd completely forgotten about this because we'd mentioned it before in the podcast, but it was something that Jennifer Morrison had said what that was because she was actually wearing it in other episodes too. It's Graham's shoelace.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, yeah. So now realize, yeah, now realize, though, in New York with her memory wiped, completely not remembering Graham, she's still wearing his shoelace.
1: Yeah, I want to know what story she has in her head for why she's wearing shoelaces on her wrist, you know, and also there are other little things that Emma would be missing that she has to have a story in her head for. Like the Swan Pendant. She gave it back to Neil in the bar in Manhattan. But Emma, as she exists right now with her false memories, would have no memory of that. So where does she think the Swan Pendant is?
0: Hmm. And what does she remember of Henry's father, even? Because Henry's father... He was a firefighter. <laughs> what if, yeah, what if that is the real memory? <laughs> and the memory is that he died. Mm-hmm. A hero. So maybe she is believing her own lie because we certainly saw Regina when she created the curse that affected everyone else. There were certain elements tied back in with people's personalities, mm-hmm. their cursed selves, certain elements and certain things that were either opposite of the truth or certain things like with uh, David never actually marrying Catherine in Enchanted Forest. But in Storybrooke, he and Catherine are Mm -hmm. supposed to be together.
1: Well, I actually think that she remembers everything about Neil, including what he did. Because the only thing for her that was changed was that she kept Henry. So I think she remembers um, everything that happened with her and Neil. And I think that's why Hook's at the door and not Neil. Hmm. because there's too much history, negative history, between Emma and Neil for him to show up. If Neil were to sh- show up at Emma's door in New York, the way Emma is right now, I think she'd do a lot worse than kick him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: So I think that's why it had to be hooked, because he knows enough about Emma to win her trust, but there's not that complicated history that's going to make her completely shut him out.
0: And I think that the writers have been hinting toward this direction that Emma, as even though she did confess her love for Neil, that she still loved him, I think they are hinting that she's moving beyond that mm-hmm. and is opening her heart to Hook instead, especially with that little exchange that they had in the mid-season finale. Yeah. And that Hook is the one who came back.
1: Um, <laughs> I think Captain Swan deserves a chance. I think there's a lot of chemistry there. I think Emma deserves a chance to see if she can be in love with someone else. But I also think Swanfire deserves a second chance because I think Emma has to see if she and Neil are still the same people, if they mm. still can have a future.
0: Yeah. They really could go either direction with the story. I know the fan community is all split about which <laughs> direction they should go. And some people will pair up Emma with someone completely different that we don't talk about that often. Yeah. What I can appreciate is that they're developing these characters and developing them well here in this third season and pointing in possible new directions for us. Yeah, I agree. By the way, speaking of developing characters, I want to thank some characters that help keep the podcast (laughs) developing. (laughs) Steve Johnson, David Newland, Lisa Slack, Callie Foster, Brian Brant, Brian Brant. Let me try that again. (laughs) Bryant Ban, also known as I Love Neiman Marcus, Laura Silva, Lori Ann, DJ Firewolf, and Michael and Ann Mateson for sponsoring and donating to this episode of One's Podcast. You're hearing a lot of names because of our podcast schedule. We haven't been doing as many episodes during the hiatus, so when these monthly sponsors and most of these are subscribers so they're automatically donating every single month to the podcast when we do one episode in a month they all pretty much hit the episode so but big big thank you steve david lisa callie bryant laura Lori, dj and michael and ann big 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 thank you for donating to make once podcast possible even when we're not releasing regular episodes it still costs to host the podcast, host the website, run the media server, all of that stuff. So we really, really appreciate the support. If you'd like to donate to support an episode of Ones Podcast or maybe several episodes with a one-time or ongoing monthly donation, check out com slash sponsor. And thank you so much for supporting us. So Emma has this Uh, Graham's shoelace and Hook is there. He's probably going to keep showing up. Looking forward to a second half of a third season. Mm -hmm. Do you think Emma is going to remember? And how do you think that might be?
2: I don't think she'll ever remember for the entire rest of the series. She's just going to live with Henry and be off the show. (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so not really, so I suppose the opposite of that absurdity is, yeah, of course, she'll remember at some point the question is when, and since we all expect it, I hope it doesn't take too long because that's always excruciating, and they've been yeah. they've had a good track record of the stuff I'm dreading. They just kind of wrap up in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, that was actually kind of fun, and now it's it it moved along, it didn't drag, and I like it.
1: I think she's going to remember very quickly. You know, I give it an episode or two mm. before she remembers.
2: But then we've got that whole year where if they want to show us that stuff, any of it, you know, they can go back.
0: The the stuff of the year yes. with Henry?
2: Yeah. Yes, the stuff of the year.
0: Do you think there's really <laughs> much there? Well,
2: see, no, I don't. So I don't think they're going to spend a whole lot of time on that unless... I don't know. It could be interesting, certain things, if if not everybody disappeared as planned
0: or who knows i I don't think there's really much story there i mean it's oh boy emma gets an apartment exciting story (laughs) there's just not there during that year Uh yes there is plenty of stories to tell but i don't think it would be emma and henry because it seems like they're just living normal life nothing big has happened seems like that i think the big story to tell during that year is what happened with everyone else yeah. yeah how did hook get back and uh where is the delorean and all of this Which, okay, side story here by the way i got to meet doc brown
1: cool.
2: oh, really?
0: he was at the consumer electronics show ces that i went to recently in las vegas huh. and uh like got video of him he wore my friend's google glass and uh it, it was it was that's cool. Great. It was fun. But anyway, sidetrack. Sorry about that. Someone out there is like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. <laughs> so that little sidetrack was for you. I saw a DeLorean on the interstate
2: the other day. <laughs> Ooh,
0: cool.
1: Not nearly as cool. Oh
2: well, yeah. Well, it's still mine.
1: Not my
0: DeLorean,
2: but my moment.
0: It is your moment. Your moment. <laughs> Shut your up. Your moment. Shut up.
2: <laughs> anyway. Does this DeLorean take us back to Once Upon a Time?
0: Well, it could, because we have some unanswered questions. And there's a long... One would hope. A long list of unanswered questions going on in the forums of uh, just some stuff from the first half of the season. And Jacqueline, fill us in a little bit on what some of this stuff is.
1: I think the biggest question people have is, how did Peter Pan get the picture of Henry? Because that was never answered. And that was something that everyone was theorizing about. You know, was it the blue fairy? Um, That's true. Was it Mila? You know, no one, no one knows. That's the big one. Um, Then there's, I think also the relationship between Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. Tink says that Peter trusts her, but they never had a scene together and we don't know why. Mm -hmm.
0: And when she came to Neverland, she didn't have magic. Or at least when she came there while Hook was there, because there was that moment that Hook and Tink met in the past and she didn't have magic. So, But maybe there's been this back and forth. Maybe she fled to Neverland thinking that uh, well, she's had this friendship with Peter Pan, so maybe she would be welcome there.
1: Yeah. I, I I would hope that Tinkerbell someday comes back and we get a little bit more of her history because I really liked her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be cool to have her back a little more. It could be that... Look at what they did with Hook. Here was this character they brought in And then he became a series regular, and then he became part of the normal group of people. Yeah. I could see them do that maybe with Tink, maybe some new character they're going to introduce.
2: Yeah. They could have a big crisis where Tinkerbell decides that she hates being called Tink, and she wants to go by Bell, and Bell says, no, I'm (laughs) Bell. (laughs) No. Um, No, I think she'd make a great series regular, and I don't see any reason why not. But I don't know how much of the past relationship stuff we really need to see. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, now that Peter Pan is dead, yeah, but it would have make, made more sense like earlier.
2: I, I, I don't want to underestimate their ability to make interesting flashback stories out of people's histories. So, they could, we could easily see some of that. Yeah, might even already be filmed for all I know. Because they had the actors, so if they wanted to tell any of that in the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, typically the way the flashbacks have worked is they've been tied to the character in the present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would be a little strange to see someone else's flashbacks right? when we don't see the character in the present. So like if we get Tink's backstory, but the present doesn't have Tink at all, unless it's something like... We see Tink in someone else's flashback story.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think so. Well, am I forgetting something? Why couldn't we see her in the present?
1: She was at the town line when um, the two magics converged. Okay,
2: that's what I thought. So we could easily see her.
1: Well, people kind of question where Tinkerbell went when the magics happened. Um, Because people kind of think maybe she went back to Neverland.
0: Mm. Well, uh, so Hook, maybe. Where did he go? Because he wasn't originally cursed. Tink wasn't originally cursed. But this new curse didn't seem like it affected only those who were originally cursed. But maybe all of those who were Enchanted Forest born.
1: Yeah, I I think so. Which every time they
2: say that makes no sense. Even last time it was like... Actually, I think last time with the vines and everything, I think it was more logical. Because that was specifically a new thing that was affecting people not born in this world. Mm -hmm. But then this last time was supposed to be breaking the original curse. But I would think that only people affected by the original curse should have been affected. So, Neil, for example shouldn't have been affected. Right. He should have been able to leave with them.
0: Hook also wouldn't have been affected.
2: Yeah, anybody who came via a different method should not have been taken or affected.
1: When the spoilers about the, the new curse started coming out, we made a whole list of people who shouldn't be affected and then we were all really surprised when everyone was affected <laughs> so which
2: is kind yeah. of why i say it would be hilarious if they're just like huh we uh we guessed wrong at what was going to happen <laughs> like the new episode comes and they just are
0: wrong well okay. i think that even hook was affected because even he was storybook well or, clearly he was yeah enchanted forest born But he somehow came back to Emma to be able to say, your family is in trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he that, I think, tells us that he was affected by the curse, along with everyone else, and somehow escaped or got back to our world. And we have no idea how that happened. Yeah,
2: and he clearly hasn't been living in our world for a year, because he's still wearing his piratey stuff.
0: Yeah, he he probably (laughs) found found emma and went straight to emma as soon as he came to our world
2: that would have actually been kind of more interesting if he'd shown up at her door wearing like a suit looking like neil did the first time we saw him
0: yeah modern day clothes and everything
2: even though it wouldn't have made any sense at all it would have been kind of interesting (laughs) a little more like time had passed or something i think maybe that's part what bothered me and i didn't even realize it until now he looked like not even a year had passed like nothing had happened And there he is at her door. It's like, oh, you went and filmed the next scene, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to go back and film the rest of the town line now? or?
0: (laughs) Let's uh, for our last discussion here, there's a, a great forum post that Jacqueline, you started this also in the forums, but a great thing here that looking at what we've seen so far in the third season, what are some of your favorite and least favorite moments? of this and since Jacqueline, you started the forum post on this i'm going to put you on the spot and ask you go first what are your favorite and least favorite moments from what we've seen so far of third season
1: okay um i think my very favorite moment was probably the neil and rumple stiltskin reunion on the jolly roger when neil let rumple out of pandora's box um, hmm. they're my two favorite characters It was something that I have really wanted to see, this kind of reconciliation, and I thought it was just beautiful. That was definitely one of my favorites. My least favorite, Rumpel dying is never going to be okay with me. Mm -hmm. So even though it was a really beautiful sacrifice, I think I cried for three days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, he really did take a beautiful step forward in his character journey. So, I have to appreciate that.
0: I think my favorite moment was at the town line. The yeah. the leaving and the goodbyes yeah. and all of those ugh, gut-wrenching things there, tear-jerking moments, everything. Yeah. That I think was so well done and just so much felt like a series finale. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah a lot of people said that that if the series had ended right there they would have been okay with it
0: yeah but it didn't which means they have a plan right and so i think that makes that in my mind the favorite moment my least favorite moment is really a little bit of rumpelstolzkin's father becoming peter pan i kind of wish it was something a little different Mm -hmm. um but I still like how it turned out. I like how they developed that. So I'm not saying that I hated it. Right. But of my least favorite moments, I would say that was probably my least favorite. Jeremy, what mm. about you?
2: Oh, you are stretching my memory. <laughs> favorite, I mean, very similar to what you said, honestly, because it felt so final and resolved and it was kind of the most moving of the scenes of the season, um, and yeah, for for least favorite, I didn't. I don't know if it was really my least favorite, but you reminded me that I kind of wished there had been more obvious similarity between Pan and Rumple's father, since they were supposed to be the same person, but there was very little. There was more similar between Rumpel and his father than there was between Pan and Rumpel's father, Hmm. even though they're Mm -hmm. the same person. So, but I mean, both characters were great, but they just didn't seem like the same person to me. Hmm.
0: What about from the community, Jacqueline? What are some of the favorite and least favorite moments from others in the forums?
1: Well, everybody really loves the town line scene, Um, especially I think when snow went up and kissed Emma's forehead goodbye. Um, That was a real tear-jerker moment for a lot of people. We have a very big Captain Swan fan base on our forum. They're very devoted. And there are a lot of people who were very, very excited about their first kiss. Um, A lot of people really liked the revelation that Regina's soulmate uh, was Robin Hood, and they hope to see him again. For least favorite, there was a lot of talk about the adoption story in Save Henry hmm. and how it should have been very different.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. We,
1: we had a very long thread going um, after that episode about how disappointed we were with the whole adoption story.
2: Huh. I... Hmm. Why?
1: <laughs> well... After I think the biggest thing was after two and a half years of intense speculation about the adoption and how it came about, it was really just Regina driving to Boston and signing a piece of paper. Yeah. And it didn't feel very epic the way we kind of expected it would.
2: I think that's kind of what I used to call the lost syndrome, though. Yeah. We did. I mean, they meant for it to be a story that they hinted at that they would tell later, but we built it into such a big thing that nothing could really live up to it, especially yeah. told in one episode.
0: Yeah. We were predicting stuff like August was the one who brought August. Henry mm-hmm. and, or maybe the blue fairy somehow had something to do with it. Maybe there were certain destiny and forces and fates involved in all of this, but we didn't really get to see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was, there was a lot of disappointment and just that our guess our theories hadn't panned out.
0: Yeah. True. Well, we've got, and this was just a small sampling of some of the feedback and discussions going on over in the forums at onespodcast.com slash forums. We really appreciate all of you for participating in the conversation over there. And also one of the other things that we really appreciate is that you've written reviews for us in iTunes and specifically this week I want to thank Jim 1530, a mad catter,
1: <laughs> Elizabeth79
0: from Australia, and R Kitty2013 for writing kind reviews for us in iTunes. We really appreciate the reviews because they encourage us and they help other people find the podcast as well. And if you'd like to write a review for us or mark one of these reviews as helpful, please go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. You can also review us in Stitcher as well, if that's your app of choice. But iTunes is probably the best place to write those reviews. You could just copy and paste though over to Stitcher if you wanted. And also to let you know, the podcast awards ceremony was fairly recently, and unfortunately, we didn't win. And none of our podcasts won any of the awards. But thank you so much for the support, for voting for us, for nominating us. It was a huge honor just to be in the finalists. And that's not... A testament that uh, of anything we did that's what you did and so thank you so much for helping yes. us out and voting daily if you were able to do that nominating us we really appreciate the support we'll try again for the 10th annual podcast awards which will be huge and competition will be pretty high probably for the big award ceremony but we'll try again later and voting will probably start in november and the nominations probably in october but thank you so much for your support and if uh, it would have been great to have won something just so that you could mm-hmm. see an object of here's what you did that you earned for us but i mean we'll put a sticker on ourselves or something
2: yeah there you just go. stickers they're fine. I'm going to... I've jogged my memory a little bit, so I'm going to revise my least favorite. Oh, okay. Because I remember being quite dissatisfied with where the season premiere ended. I wanted more momentum carried forth from the end of the second season. Because they didn't even Uh. actually get to Neverland, like, set foot on the island until the end of the episode, and I wanted really the first two episodes to together be the premiere. Hmm. I remember that. But I have to say... People who have listened for very long know that from each of the first two seasons, I really have at least one episode that I point to and say, that was the stinker. I hated that episode. It was my least favorite, but I can't pick one out. Unless I'm forgetting something, I can't pick one out this year that I just despise the whole episode. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I think it has been a great season. Some great yeah. writing. Or I mean, even look back at the first season. First season was great, mm-hmm. but it did have some dud episodes here and there. Yeah, some at least that a little slow. Filler. Yeah. And
2: then they're fading. But I I know there were one or two that I didn't. Well, I mean, season two had a lot of moments that were strange. But yeah. Well, no. Okay, there was one in season one, I guess. But <laughs> well, Yeah, dreamy. Is that? Dreamy. What you're I couldn't remember if it was season one or two yeah. at this point.
1: Me and True North.
2: Yeah, True. Well, I liked True North, but it was it was definitely slower in the overall mm-hmm. plot advancement.
0: But yeah, season three has been great, and we're only halfway through it. That's what I love is realizing Seriously. there's still half a season left. Yeah, and if they end the mid season on this kind of high note, like they did, imagine how they'll end the final the series or even just this season, mm-hmm. what they might do. So I'm really excited, looking forward to everything. And we'd love to have your feedback on the episodes, on stuff that we've already discussed. You can comment on the show notes for the stuff that we talked about in this episode by going to oncepodcast.com/slash slash 130, or you can email us your feedback on future episodes that come out of Once Upon a Time, or if you have a special theory that you want to share with us, then send it to... Feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903 231 2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website to us. And join our forums over at slash forums. And you can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google on we're even on pinterest and tumblr but maybe not so much in those places but if you love those places search for one's podcast and you'll also find us there and you can follow each of us on twitter i'm daniel j lewis and you can follow me on twitter at the ramen noodle
2: i'm jeremy laughlin you can follow me on twitter at fleegon that's p-h-l-e-g-o-n
1: and i'm jacqueline and you can follow me at punkbunny87
0: so until next time we hope that you have a happy ever after and thank you for listening once podcast is a proud member of noodle mix network find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think laugh and succeed at noodle.mx Big thanks to the, all of those who donated to make this episode of Once Podcast possible. If you'd like to donate either a one-time or an ongoing donation, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis.
2: I'm Jeremy
0: Lovell. Do you need to do Did that? you say
2: Limous? <laughs> I don't know, did It I sounded so... like Daniel J. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so unexpected. I was like, he just mispronounced his own name. I don't know what to do. <laughs>